Welcome to Hall Talk. Life is filled with unexpected moments. Thank you for joining Jared Hall, a specialist in being a generalist, as he shares biblical insights and leadership lessons while curating stories. And now your host, Jared Hall. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Hall Talk. I'm your host, Jared Hall. Thank you so much for joining us this week. As we head into this 12th episode, we're going to be focusing on the topic of leadership. And as we said in the previous episodes dedicated to leadership, this is really not designed solely for the person who is in a professional leadership position. But these conversations are designed for all of us because at some point or another, all of us are leading. Certainly true, we're all leading ourselves. But then some of us are leading in a church setting, some of us are leading in a volunteer capacity, some of us are leading our families, leading kids, leading in the classroom. There's all kinds of different ways that people end up leading. And in this first uh, first few episodes, at least, going through the topic of leadership, we're trying to deal with things that every single person who is leading in some capacity at some point in time is going to potentially struggle with. And so this week, we're going to hit a topic that is something that's a little bit tougher to deal with because, one, it's emotionally painful usually to talk about, and second, because it's become such a popular topic that it's almost, quote-unquote, overdiagnosed now. So we're going to head into this week's episode on leadership, and we're going to talk about burnout, burnout. Perhaps you're there, perhaps you've been there, perhaps you have no idea what it is. So with no further ado, let's jump into this week's episode on leadership, focusing on the topic of burnout. It's hard for me to say when was the first time I ever heard the term burnout. The first time I distinctly remember ever learning about it was in the spring of 2011. And I was at the Orange Conference outside of Atlanta, Georgia. And I was there with my wife And we've been going through a pretty tough season. I've been working in a family ministry church setting, and we had been going pretty hard, a lot of 60-plus-hour weeks for a few years at that point. We'd gone through some difficult circumstances in relation to the job, and we didn't even know it, but some of the hardest stuff that we were going to face was still ahead of us. And so it was during this time of this conference where kind of a cloud lingering over my head, I was able to sit through a breakout session with a gentleman named Kerry Newhoff. Um, he has a, a podcast, a well-known podcast, Kerry Newhoff podcast, where he interviews different leaders, uh, founding pastor of Connexus Church outside of Toronto, Canada. And it just so happened that it was a bonus breakout that you could, instead of going to lunch, you could grab a quick bite to eat and come sit through this breakout. And I knew that I needed to go sit through that breakout. And as he was sharing his own personal story, which I would highly encourage you to to go check out as he's shared in detail now in a couple different avenues in terms of a book and blog and podcast, his own own journey with, with burnout. I began to realize that that's perhaps where I was. And I'm not sure that I was all the way to burnout. They often describe it as going off a cliff. And I think that 
for for me personally, I felt like I was looking over the cliff. But it seemed like inevitable that I was going to be all the way off of the cliff. And as he shared about what he did in terms of getting healthy, it created this picture for me that that I could feel like myself again. And I guess that's probably the biggest thing with burnout is, is that you stop feeling like yourself. Now, sometimes it's hard to see. Sometimes we're self-deceived. There was definitely uh, a time when uh, my wife shared with me that she felt like she was not married to the same man that she married. And for me, in my own head, it felt like, no, this is who I am. Like, this is me. It's a hard time. And and on the other side of it, I could see that she was right. And so without detailing my whole journey, uh, what took another two years and some more challenging things, more difficult things, um, and then through a series of events of the Lord bringing people into my life, I began to realize that I had essentially been living in a state of fear. And what I mean by that is, is that I no longer saw the Lord's hand in situations. What I saw was, is that life was a very fragile thing. And if I made a mistake, then things could go spiraling out of control. And in the situations that had gone poorly in the past, I'd failed to see the Lord's hand in preserving me. I'd failed to see the Lord's hand in bringing me through that. And what I realized was is that if all you ever see is a choice between fears and you never see that the Lord is working things out for good, then it's pretty easy to get into a dark place and I think eventually into burnout. Now, it's been nine years since I've sat through that talk with Carrie. It's been seven years, I think, since I've been on the other side of uh, burnout or at least at least looking over the cliff of burnout. And there's a, a big shift where there's a lot more people talking about this topic than there was 10 years ago. And I think the downside to there being so many people talking about today is that people will self-proclaim or self-diagnose that they're burned out when when really they're just in a tough spot. And and that's why I even say that I'm pretty slow to say that I was fully burned out, but I was on the that cusp where I think guys who are burned out end up doing really reckless, dangerous things. I mean, there was one guy uh, whose story, he ended up in Vegas of all places, the pastor and was you know, on a, on a kind of a alcohol drug binge. And so I think that when people are actually burned out, burned out, that means that they're usually really spiraling into some extremely self-destructive behavior. And I think for most of us though, we're just sad, melancholy, depressed, tired, not excited. And, and so we need to be careful to too quickly go, yep, I'm burned out. Uh, simply because we're not enjoying what we're doing. And so one of the things I would say just in terms of a baseline to this whole conversation is that is that there are seasons where it's about perseverance and about endurance and it's not enjoyable. And, and simply because you're in that spot, it doesn't mean that you're burned out. Uh, I think one of the greatest indicators of burnout is the degree of self-destructive behavior. And perhaps there's better measurements, but for me, I think that's 
one of the clearest indicators. But in most people's cases, I think you got to look at something um, from the perspective, am I doing the baseline things? Typically, when people get to the point where at least they're saying to themselves that they're burned out as they start doing rash things like quitting their jobs or blowing up their marriage or taking on elaborate hobbies or expensive hobbies. And so this is why I say to people who are feeling just generally as though they are not enjoying day-to-day life uh, or they're at least not enjoying their job or their ministry role day-to-day, you know, some of the basic things, uh, are you getting enough sleep? Are you drinking too much caffeine? Are you taking a day off? How are you eating? Are you spending time with the Lord? Most of the time, most of the time, I'd say that as I interact with leaders, young or old, if if they feel like they're in this place of burnout, and we go to this baseline list of questions, sleep, caffeine, day off, eating, time with the Lord, those boxes are not being checked. And the reality is, is that life is hard, ministry is hard, working with people is extremely difficult. Being a leader is a stewardship that the Lord gives us, and we have to manage it well. And if we're not leading ourselves well, then we're not going to lead others well. A friend of mine, Nathan Baxter, his entire consulting company is called Lead Self, Lead Others, because his recognition is is that you're only going to go so far as a leader as well as you can lead yourself. And so that's why if, if you're feeling today like you don't have it, these are usually the five boxes that we need to revisit first. Am I getting enough sleep? doesn't mean eight hours, just enough. Am I consuming too much caffeine? Are you taking a day off, a day where you're not in the trenches? I know guys that they'll run seven days a week for 10 plus years, and then they go, oh, I'm really tired. And it's like, yeah, you're tired. The Lord didn't create you to go seven days a week for 10 years without a break. That's crazy. You know, whenever I meet a person who doesn't use all their vacation days, it's like this is this is the kind of stuff that is low-hanging fruit and you need to do it and the world will carry on without you. And yeah, maybe some things will fall through the crack. Yeah, it is work to get ahead of it so you can take the vacation time, but it's worth it. You, Everyone needs the time off. Eating. Oh, man. Guys in ministry, it's very easy to eat like junk. I did it. Watch others do it. And it's a difference in how your body feels. It's a difference in your headspace. And then most importantly, it's time with the Lord. There's a lot of guys in ministry, the only time they're praying is in public. The only time they're they're praying is when they quote-unquote get prayed to do it. The only time that they're interested in Scripture is because they have to, they have to chunk out another message. And these are unhealthy habits, people who aren't meditating on the Word of God. And so that's what I would say. If if you are not able to check these five boxes, start there. Now, there are some people that they could check all those boxes and it's still not making a lick of difference. And then it's probably a question of, okay, well, who's your circle? Do you have friends? Do you need to spend time with a biblical counselor do you need to do a full retreat? Do you need a sabbatical? Do you need to change your job? That's when we're going to start to get into that question, those types of questions, because 
there are a point where you can be doing all the baseline stuff and you're still facing burnout because you're, you're literally in the wrong place. You're in the wrong place. Now, I'm going to say one last thing. Perspective. Perspective is huge. It's huge. Whenever I think about burnout, I think about the story of Elijah. Elijah had a very tough, tough ministry in the book of Kings. And it's not, it's not an easy thing to stand in opposition uh, to the ruler of a country and to his wife. Uh, and what we see in 1 Kings 18 is that Elijah confronts the prophets of Baal, uh, calls down fire from heaven, um, which may have been literal fire, may have been uh, lightning. And then the Israelites see that Yahweh is the Lord. Uh, they, they end the false prophets. And I think that for Elijah leading up to this, it seems as though this is going to be the literal mountaintop experience. He's on top of Mount Carmel, but the mountaintop experience in terms of like, this is what the Lord sent him to do and everything's going to be just fine. He did his job. He, you know, they win. Yay. And I think sometimes in ministry, we feel like we, we're going to do something big and then that's going to be it. Or we do something big in our family and that's going to be it. Or we do something big in our profession. That's going to be it, be it as though we can go on top of the mountain and then live on this continuous plateau where everything's fine. But then what happens is, is that um, Ahab, the king of Israel's wife, Jezebel, sends people to kill Elijah, and so he flees. He has to run away. And I think for Elijah, that creates great dissonance, which is often true in life, is that sometimes after some of the best things, the hardest things come, but we think, well, why would the... Why would, why would that happen? So he ends up at Mount Sinai, and he's ready to die. He's ready for it to be all over with. And so the Lord speaks to him, and the Lord tells him that he needs to go back the way he came. He needs to go back the way he came. And I think that for a lot of us, that's exactly what we need to hear is that we need this perspective shift that our job's not done yet, that even though things are hard, we need to go back the way that we came. We need to go back to what we've been called to do. And so even though there are difficult things and there are important things we can do to take care of ourselves, a lot of the time with burnout or the sense of burnout is that in order to persevere, we need to change the perspective. We need to hear, we need to see that the Lord is not done with us because we're still alive. And I think if people were able to grapple with that, that would be good. I think if we were able to adjust our baseline of what we think life's supposed to feel like, then that would be good. That'd be best for us. For me, going back to the way I came was realizing that I had to look back on everything that just happened in the last three years and realize that what I thought was life being fragile, ministry being fragile, people dying, that in all of it, through all of it, the Lord was there. 
once once I realized that I didn't have to live with fear, then it was okay. Once Elijah realizes that he can go back the way he came and finish the job that the Lord gave him, he's able to he's able to go. He's able to go. But if we draw these these false lines, these false expectations, these false ideals, and our perspective is shaped and morphed by that instead of by the word of the Lord and by his wisdom, then then it's going to be easier to to break. It's going to be easier to fall apart. And I think we could probably explore that more. Maybe we'll do that more in future weeks. But for today, one, don't try to go it alone. If you're feeling this way, get a friend, get a leadership coach, get a mentor, get all of it, and and begin to take life from a different approach, a way that pleases the Lord day by day. And I hear guys who go, well, I can't afford those things. Well, I couldn't afford those things either, but the Lord knew I needed it and he provided it. And people go, oh, I don't, I don't have time for it. Well, the reality is, is that if you're really going to burn out, then you do have time for it. Because if you're heading to a wall, then you have nothing but time. Because there's not going to be anything on the other side of that wall. So take the time now. Uh, a friend of Carrie's, uh, his name is Reggie Joyner. He shared a story with Burnout that I always thought was very interesting. Uh, when he was in high school, he was a very go, go-getter type kid involved in a lot of things. And he had a teacher who looked at him and said, uh, you're going to burn out in 10 years. And then Reggie, you know, as a high schooler, probably junior, senior was like, no, nah, there's no way was this guy even talking about. Sure enough, 10 years later, Reggie found himself sitting in his car one night, married, ministry, completely at the end of his rope, burned out. And this is, this is the part that I want you to, to hear is that burnout doesn't come as a surprise. Burnout is a path. It's a path of decision-making. It's a path of who we're with. It's a path of who we're not with. It's a path of what we do, a path of what we don't do, and it's predictable. It ends up in the same place every time. That's the reason why that teacher could look at Carrie, I'm sorry, at Reggie, and go, Reggie, this is where you're headed. The way that you live life, the way that you approach life, this is a predictable path, and I know where it ends, and so I'm going to tell you, and Reggie didn't hear it. And so perhaps today you're listening to what I'm saying about the baseline stuff, sleep, caffeine, day off, eating time with the Lord, onto some of the hard things, friends, leadership, coach, mentors, biblical counseling, and you're going, I'm fine. I'm fine. Well, I really want you to take time to go before the Lord and go, Lord, what is best and where am I really headed? I want you to look at his word and I want you to see, okay, Lord, where am I really headed? This is this is really, really important stuff because if you if you ignore it now, then you're gonna continue blindly down the path. But the Lord's word is a light into our feet, and so it'll show us where we're at. So with that, I hope that you will highly consider what you're doing, your decision-making, 
And as always, if there's anything that I can uh, help you with, uh, process through, more than happy to do it. Hit me up at my email, jared.hall at gmail.com, G-E-R-A-D dot hall at gmail.com. And that is what we have for this week's topic of burnout. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Hall Talk. I'm your host, Jared Hall. This has been episode 12. It's the leadership week as we're looking at burnout. And please take time to consider where you're at. Take time to consider what you're doing. Take time to consider where you're going. And if you ever need help, coaching, reach out. That's why we do what we do. That's why we're here. And again, look forward to hearing uh, feedback. Look forward to hearing positive feedback, criticism. It's grateful. It's a fun journey to be on with you. And as always, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Hall Talk. Share your voice by leaving a comment or asking a question. Join the team by hitting like, subscribing, and sharing with others. As always, join us next time for more insights and conversations on Hall Talk.